This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 35 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, the gaming podcast with bold takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? And I have Corey. Thank you, Mario. But our princess is in another castle. Toad. Yeah, it's, yeah Toad, yeah. It was, you know, a very easy one to, to get. Not saying for you, I'm saying for me to find. You know, I wasn't right. trying to get all deep this episode, this level. Yeah, I was going to say, that was totally easy. I'm, uh, ooh. I was going to say it's nice to have David back, but I I won't now. (laughs) Right. That's fair. Right. Um, Yes, it is nice to have uh, David back in theory. Um, And then he said that, so an application. An application. We're struggling, but we are here. We are level 35. Um, We are very much middle-aged. Uh, and uh, we we want to thank all of you, ladies, gentlemen, chickens, ducks, and hens, for joining us on this level. So um, I think without further ado, we're going to jump right into the news, the newsy news, as we sometimes call it. And what we actually call it is the morning announcement. So we have five items on the list. Let's go through them with news item number one, the release date. For Halo Infinite was given. It is 12 8 21. That's Guys, December 8th for the just, yeah, USA. December 8th, a great day, releasing on my birthday. Absolutely incredible. What a present. Um, what an absolute present that I will not open. <laughs> um, so, guys. The release date for Halo has been revealed. What are your thoughts? This game was supposed to come out last year, and now uh, it's going to come out almost next year. I mean, on one hand, it's about time, and on the other hand, is is it going to be another cyberpunk fiasco? Like, didn't they have to overhaul like all the graphics and stuff because people were upset about them? Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. think... A whole year or about year plus, I think, might that they might have enough time to have remedied that to where it's not a cyberpunk level fiasco, right? That's so. That's, uh, that's point. So I think this release date is very telling. Now, for one, it's coming out in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, Halo, especially the mainline games, they've always come out mid-November, correct? Right. So yeah. to me, this is like they're pushing Halo as far back as they realistically can to get it out before Christmas. You don't have people buy copies of it. And um, it's not launching with split screen. It's not launching with Forge mode. So I think this is I don't think it's going to be completely done. Not even counting those things that are left out. Yeah. I feel like it's a date they had to hit. And it was a date where it's like, no matter how done this game is, no matter how good it is, you have to release it at this date. So I think it's going to launch with a few problems. More than a few, maybe. I heard originally that they were just going to release the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about, like, splitting the single-player multiplayer. Yeah, I'm not... 
I'm not confident with this date. You know, if it was early November, cool, you know, before Black Friday, but this feels this feels like, hey, you got to get out before Christmas. That could possibly be the case. And if that is the case, that's another uh, notch in the record of poor management by Microsoft. And uh, we had just learned that 12-8 is a cursed day. So, it's not. Hey. It's not. <laughs> also, I feel like they're going to release a Halo edition at Xbox. Yeah, so they I are. Think they, I think they, they did. wanted to. They did already? <laughs> yes. Okay, I need to pay attention. It's sold out. But okay then. Well, it looks really cool though, and I like the. Uh, did you see they have two controllers for it? The one that matches with the Xbox, and then like an older school one. Did you see that one? I, I know you did, yeah. David, because you didn't know about the console. I, but <laughs> I mean, it looks like it looks like uh, Molnir, the armor, right? Yep. Looks really sick. It does it? Does and that will probably be the best thing about that game. We move on to news <laughs> item number two. And that is Saints Row reboot has been announced. Now, from what I understand, this new uh, this reboot of Saints Row has a completely different cast. So there's no Julius. Um, I don't believe there's any uh, uh, any uh, utterance of Johnny Gat, though I can be incorrect on that one. Um, this is supposed to be a whole new uh, gang in purple, purple gang, gang, gang. Um, I guys, I don't know if you're fans of the original Saints Row. I was. I have Saints Row 3 that I played on my uh, I play on Steam and stuff. I like it. Um, it's it was a fairly decent GTA knockoff. Um, that's probably what it may end up continuing to be. I don't know. But what are your guys uh, impressions and thoughts on this? I mean, my, I was going to say it feels like a GTA to me and I don't really like GTAs, but to see it come back and push a challenge against GTA is always a good thing. That game just kind of overruns everything right now. Um, Jeremy, you would probably have an idea, but I know Saints Row 1 and 2 were very, I wouldn't say maybe grounded, but they they lived in that gang life, right? Like, that's what the game was about. Um, and what, what, they only made Saints Row 4, right? There was no Saints Row 5? Correct. So they 3 were going- and 4... They were, were going crazy. to make a five, and then they they rolled it into Agents of Mayhem, which was like right, it's flopped. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, three and four were like crazy, especially four. You know, aliens and superpowers, and yeah, you're the it, president it of the United States. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, it wasn't about being a GTA clone at all. So, uh, what what is this one? Is it more leaning towards the originals or the later? It kind of seems like a little bit of a mix, but more yeah. towards the beginning. Yeah. Like that ground. Okay. Um, not interested. <laughs> Saints Row 4 was, was pretty fun. It was very repetitive. It got boring after a while, but I did like the superpowers and the over the top stuff and the story was wacky. So, uh, yeah, you know, are, are you excited? Cause you said this is your series. Uh, I'm you not excited. It. I'm not excited. And until are maybe you? I see more, um, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, the humor, right, because Saints Row's humor and kind of feel was always over the top. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt it always felt different to Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto is over the top and satirical. Right. But it's it, but it's so believable. Right. Like, like they take these real personalities and exaggerate them almost to the point of disbelief, but not quite. 
And with Saints Row, it just took that step over into disbelief where you're like, some of these people are it so ridiculous wacky. or somebody said, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that wacky, somewhat at times overly um, offensive humor would, would work as well right now. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm for offensive humor, but that may not fly that well in today's current climate. So it's, it'll be interesting to see where they take that wackiness in regards to the new one. All right, last question. Are you excited about anything ever? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, like like uh, the next news item? Like the next? Yes. Well, not, not excited about it, but excited about something in the next news, news level or news uh, item, which is that Horizon Forbidden West, um, the supposed game of the year before they decided to release it next year, uh, has been given its... February 18th, 2022 release date, release date. My, my initial thoughts on this, I am devastated. Uh, (laughs) This was supposed to come out this year. It was discovered that it wasn't, but they've moved it to February. Um, I mean, we're based in Michigan. I believe February is the most miserable month (laughs) of the year here. (laughs) Not anymore. Um, no, it will still be, it will still be, but oh, hopefully oh, we'll have a, a, a reprieve, a respite of which to, to, to rest ourselves. And that is in the, um, in the glory that is horizon forbidden West, but yeah, February, that's not too far off into next year. Uh, right. what's your guys thoughts? As much as we all hate pushbacks, it can only be a good thing. Because if they're not ready, I'd rather wait for it. I'm tired of these half, you know, half A and games coming out. Just give me, uh, give me the good stuff. Yeah, my thought is the same as like every other game that's been delayed in the 2022. Next year is absolutely stacked. Um, <laughs> you know, there's going to be, and I like looking at this stuff, guy, because I'm a nerd. But I'm I'm so excited for like the game of the year race next year. Because there's just so many it's heavy gonna hitters so out there. It's going to be it so hard. It's going to be so hard. It feels like every month, you know, January Elden Ring, Horizon Zero uh, Forever West is, you know, February. So there's just all these games coming out that have been delayed. The Harry Potter game, Gotham Knights, God of War, um, so many other. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. It's just going to be a monster year next year, and I'm excited for it. That's right. It should be pretty good next year. And we all need to start saving our money. Uh, you know, and we got, well, technically the end of this year, but I think going into next year, it was when it's going to hit its, uh, it's prime. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's prime, which will be the steam deck that's to come out. Right. So you got mm-hmm. that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have, I'm going to flip flop news item four and five. Okay. So, uh, news item four is the reveal or announcement of, Marvel Midnight Suns. And this is uh, supposed to be a, obviously, Marvel game made developed by Firaxis, who does the XCOM games, and is going to be made in the style of the XCOM tactical games. You think of XCOM, you think of Gears Tactics, you think of maybe Empire of Sin, if you want to think of a bad version of those games. Uh, Phoenix Point is another one. Uh, all those types. It's, yeah, Overwatch, cover shooting, different stuff like that. But it's with Marvel Heroes. So that's cool. 
That's interesting. Definitely need more Marvel. Guys, what is your initial uh, initial response or, or thoughts about Marvel Midnight Suns? As much as I personally like love all the stuff Marvel is doing, but it just sounds like Call of Duty. Like we get one every year with Call of Duty, but there's Marvel this, Marvel that, Marvel every other everything. It's I, is it getting too getting too saturated? Yes, no, maybe. No, but I couldn't disagree. I couldn't disagree more. I think Marvel's okay. doing excellent job here now what marvel is doing is they're taking instead of what they were doing a few years ago making their own games a lot of them mobile a lot of them pretty trash what they're doing now is they're lending out their ip to really good game developers you know they gave spider-man to insomniac they gave the avengers to crystal dynamics right which that game wasn't great but that's a great developer usually and now they're giving this to braxis which makes the exxon games and those games uh, traditionally have been very, very good. So um, if you're a Marvel fan, it's obviously the heyday of, of Marvel games coming up, right. which is which is great. Um, and I think as long as they keep them in, in separate genres, it's not too much oversaturation, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Uh, Jeremy, I'm very interested to hear your excitement level because I feel like if this was an XCOM 3 announcement, you're probably pretty excited, very excited, Marvel dampens it for you a little bit. Yeah, my excitement level for this is at a negative 100. Um, I never guessed. (laughs) um, Marvel, get rid of it. Get it out of my life. Okay. Really? It's enough already. Now, if 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 it was something like find another IP that is interesting to use there. You know what I just thought of? Wouldn't it be cool if there was like a tactical aliens game? where you had to tactically move the Marines around when you're fighting the aliens on a spaceship or in different alien worlds and stuff like that, right? Some may make the argument, well, that's kind of what XCOM is. You're fighting aliens, but you aren't fighting the aliens from aliens, okay? It's a little bit of a difference. There's a bunch of different things. I don't need another Marvel. We just had one that blew, okay? The game blew. And now they're going to come up with this one, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be of, of good quality because Firaxis knows what they're doing, right? They, they've they mastered the blueprint of the XCOM tactical games. They got to cover it. I'm pretty sure from a quality perspective, this would be good. But get it out of here. I don't want another Marvel game. Find something else, right? Even if it was a, if it was a DC game, I would have maybe have more interest because there's just less of them. Right. Right. So. So, OK, that's cool. But find something else. Good Lord. Give me a give me a Pokemon tactics game. OK. Yeah. Something like just something. <laughs> different. So cool. OK. Well, yeah, whatever. But OK. Whether you are excited for it or really not excited for it, do you think this company is learning that they made a bad game so they have to put it off on other people that know what they're doing? Wait, who? Marvel. He said like the last game was trash, and well, they didn't make said, it. Well, yeah, but you. So they're giving it to these good companies to make the games better. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the thing. Like, well, go ahead. I, I, I just think the thing is like Crystal Dynamics. They made they made a average game, and like if they just did the single player part of it, it probably would have been looked at as a good game. It was just all the uh, battle passes and microtransactions. You know, but it's not a it's not a bad game. You know, it plays well. The story is cool. Graphics look good. 
And like the thing is, I mean, this deal was probably made years ago, right? Like it takes Possibly. companies years and years to make games. So they were probably making this four or five years ago. I think Marvel just, you know, five, six years ago was like, hey, these are the companies we want to work with. What do you want to do with our IP? And, and some will hit, you know, and some will be a little bit less like the Avengers. Right. Well, right. the the success of the movies gave those IPs value. Right. So right. when they were pumping out the crap ones before, those IPs didn't have any value. No one cared about playing Thor or playing Captain America and anything. And then those movies came out and it gave them value. So now Marvel can sit back, can license out these IPs and say, hey, we can choose who we want to get it because the company is looking at it like, well, if it's Marvel, it's going to be an instant moneymaker for us. Right. So right. which um, Marvel's Avengers Right with Crystal Dynamics, that has lost the money. So maybe right. the the you know it, the luster well, or the shine is starting to wear it, off. It didn't lose Marvel money. I it can lost. Guarantee. Yeah, 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 yeah. It lost Crystal Dynamics and Square yeah. Enix. You know, yeah. for Marvel, it was still a, a plus. Hey, right. you know, it cost us nothing to give you our character. Right, but I mean, if if this, let's say it doesn't hit, or let's say it's mediocre, right? Mm-hmm. What what you can ask to license your IPs goes down, right? Because they just naturally become more of a risk, right? So I mean, you know, I, I think. But what they did is they they they're asking the best companies. You know, Crystal Dynamics has a high quality. You know, it flopped. So can't really blame Marvel and like Firaxis. You know, it's probably not going to be the best selling game the month it comes out because it's just the type of genre it's in. But it'll do well enough. You know, yeah. Um, that is it for our morning announcements, which means we're going to move on to the roundtable. We discuss a singular issue or topic. Hey, and uh, what? What about four? That was going to be five. Ooh, that is true. So how about I revisit re- re- what? And I <laughs> go back to news item number five, um, which is actually interesting is the one not really game game thing we have on here, which is that Dr. Disrespect. You guys remember him? Well, he says mm-hmm. he's going to sue Twitch over his ban because he was banned and they still haven't revealed why he was banned. Though he says he thinks he knows why he was banned and therefore is suing them for that ban. And can they do, stuff, can he do that? <laughs> Can he? Well, I he's mean, doing he, it. He, he I can mean, certainly try. Can, can he win? Like Twitch is a yeah. privately owned yeah. company, right? Like, well, he can sue them for damages. But they're private. I mean, like, can't they just say, "Hey, we don't want to work with you. You're, you're gone." Like he comes onto their platform, right? Yeah. That well, that depends upon the agreement they had, right? Because he had an exclusive agreement with mm-hmm. them. Okay. Yep. So okay, that makes sense. It, it could, it could, you know, he's one of the things he's kind of indicated is that like he's doing okay now, but he definitely made more money on Twitch. Right. So he has right there is is it's uh you know the opportunity for saying hey this is this damaged my ability you know this damaged my finances damaged my income I can sue them for damages and other different things like that right. Right, um, right. So that's something he could he could rightfully sue them over. I think you know he said he okay. had a lawyer. They're 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 working on it, looking at stuff. But he is definitely adamant that he's going to sue Twitch. He thinks he has a strong idea of why he was banned. Um, so we'll see what happens there. 
But that now ends it for the morning announcements. And we will yeah. now move on to the yeah. round table where we discuss a singular topic or issue. And this round table's topic is going to be the price of games. Your soul. Right. And, like how, and how many souls or how much soul do you have to give up or surrender to acquire a game? In this gen and next gen, but mostly next gen. So, you know, we've one of the main, you know, spots of contention has been the PS5 first party game price, right? That $69.99 or $70 hitter, right? And uh, we've kind of discussed, well, it seems like a lot of games, a lot of publishers are going to be moving towards that $70 that $70 mark, right? I think um I think the NBA 2K do that as well or something like that when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. So, and of course you can buy it for like $7 now. But um you know, a lot of companies are trying to do that. So, we're looking at the price of games from that from that aspect and you know, comparing them to this once again still thriving, still growing indie scene that is itself segmenting into low budget indies mid-budget or mid-tier indies and then you know certain things like that so um let's discuss the price of games now uh i did like a bonus level when i talked about xbox versus ps5 and how the ps5 pissed me off with its uh pricing strategy uh, and it still does it pissed me off a little bit more recently and it pissed me off more with one of my favorite games and that being ghost of tsushima okay so ghost of tsushima came out with a director's cut edition Eight brand new hours of Iki Island, I believe it's called, right? As well as a bunch of other upgrades and stuff like that. Freaking awesome. I'm like, oh, I'm there day one, bet, right? Well, let's see. In order for me to get the upgrade, the director's cut upgrade for my PS5, it's $29.99. I believe it's $19.99 on the PS4. I bought the game full price retail for $59.99. Which means if I was to examine this, if I was to play it on my get this and play it on my PlayStation 4, the total package would cost me $80. On the PS5, it's $90. You can buy the full version of it on the PS5 of the director's cut for $70. Which means I paid $20 more to support a game when it came out, okay? <laughs> um, I then found out that I can't play it on my PS5 because I don't have my save data for my play at PS4. And in order for me to upload and then download my save data, I have to either use a USB or I have to pay for PlayStation Plus, which is at minimum an additional $10. PlayStation can go bleep itself. <laughs> and when it comes to the discussion of, of prices of games, they are square in my sights because they are, while Xbox was working on making Xbox Game Pass the most valuable thing in gaming, PlayStation was busy working on how can we take money at every single turn and from every nook and cranny of our gamers when they support our games. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? It yeah, makes no yeah. sense, right? When Halo comes out, it's going to be 60, right? Mm -hmm. 
What are we doing here? What's going on here? What's happening here? Uh, What's up with these prices of games? It's greed by PlayStation. That's that's it. You know, uh, Horizon Zero Forbidden West. Sorry. Um, if you buy it on PS4, there is not a free upgrade to PS5. Right. That was just a new news article today. So um, just buy a PS5 then. But none are available still. So still, it's like if you want to play the game, you're going to buy it on PS4. And then if you want to continue enjoying it on a brand new system, you got to buy it again. Sony's pricing is is terrible. And it's really uh, highlighting how good Xbox is right now. You know, not only have their games stayed 60, uh, if you go through Game Pass, which is very affordable, it's $10 a month, um, then you get all their first party for free. And, like, the problem I have with $70 games, and I think this is based on not everyone's doing it. You know, if it was the standard, hey, got to suck it up. You know, that's the standard. Everyone's doing it. But... Uh, when we had talked about Ratchet, when I had talked about Ratchet and Clank, it almost feels like the expectations are higher for that game. So if I'm right. paying seventy, I better have more than every other sixty dollars game ever made. You know, it better give me more content than uh, Ghost of Tsushima did a year ago on PS4. And it doesn't, you know. And that's a lot of the seventy dollars games. They don't add much. You said Two K is doing it with all their sports games. They're not worth seventy, not in the least bit. And they're really only doing it on consoles because PC prices haven't changed, right? Right. I haven't yeah. seen any uh, spikes. Which makes zero sense because their excuse about next-gen is, hey, we're putting extra work into next-gen, and that's why it's got to be a higher price. Well, your PC is already next-gen, depending on what cards and stuff you have in your PC. And they make it work there. You can do ultra settings that, guess what? On the PC, it already looks better than your PS5 and your Xbox Series X. So... Um, it's just totally greed, the $70 price tag. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, like you said, the idea that even if they aren't providing more content, if they are able to put things into the experience that make it more engaging and atmospheric, then maybe, maybe that's the difference, right? It's like, so like maybe, you know, with NBA 2K, right, the new player models they have put in there that were next gen, right? It, it looked dis- distinctly different from last gen. It looked like a brand new engaging experience. Right. Is that is that worth the additional $10? No, but they have the, the leg to stand on to possibly make that argument with that game at the time. You look at right. something like Ratchet and Clank, I don't think it looked, you know, incredibly different from previous Ratchet and Clanks. You're getting around the same amount of content, you know, your 8 to 10 to 12 hours of content. So then what is the what is the 70 for? Where, where is it coming there? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's 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 just with them specifically. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, like you said, when you compare it to Xbox and the idea that their first party games, you're going to get, I mean, some bangers. You're mm-hmm. going to get an Xbox Game Pass if you have it day one. Right. Like, you know, I don't have to I don't have to think about when I'm if I'm going to possibly buy Halo. I can just get it because I'll still have Game Pass. Exactly. Right? You know, or like, or like, uh, what is it, uh, Back for Blood? Like, I don't have to think about whether I want to get that. I got Game Pass. I know I, I can, I, I can just do that. And I also think there's just a different way games are being valued differently, right? Like, just mm-hmm. to, like I would be willing to pay more for Valheim than I would a, a, a possible place, a Ratchet and Clank. Valheim's right. twenty bucks. Right, right. So you know, it's. The pricing of games has gotten just really weird, really weird. So, like, 
another point to add is I don't think anyone would argue that like gaming has stayed pretty consistent in its pricing for what two generations now, so about yeah fif- fifteen it's years been six yeah. bucks so for a long time. It, that is a good thing because as we see in the world, prices always go up. You know, so we've been paying the same price for the last fifteen years while mm. everything around us has increased, and that's like the counter argument. But also, game companies have found ways to make a lot more money still selling games at 60 bucks. You know, it's not like yep. it's not like 2K went up to 70 and they're like, oh, we're going to give you a whole bunch of free VC money now to pump your player up. No, because what companies did when it was at 60, they're like, well, we don't want to charge more because people will stop buying it. We're going to add so many microtransactions and season passes and battle passes that we're going to make way more money anyway. So right. we're getting the worst of all worlds here. Exactly. We're getting the $70 hike and they still are keeping all the microtransactions and battle passes and season passes. And it's just, it feels bad, man. It feels bad. It's, it's absolutely like you said, yeah, it's a predatory thing, right? That argument of, well, if we raise it $10, then we don't have to do the microtransactions. Right. So you're going (laughs) to tell me that you spent all these time, this time and resources to put in place for these predatory practices that we know are effective and work. They're right. exploitative and they're, and they're predatory, but they work. You're going to give all of that up so you can, you know, charge another proper $10, tack that onto it. It just doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and like kind of going back with that, the idea of that, well, you know, prices and gaming have stayed pretty consistent. I mean, one could be the, one could also make the argument that, in regards to like, if you look at other things, right? You look at cars, you look at um, other types of products and stuff like that. There's also been an increase, usually due to labor and labor rights. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that those things aren't earned, but you still right. have the gaming industry that is making a full on obvious, it's not subtle at all. Um, attack against unionization that's trying to be made in the industry because labor practices are so abhorrent, right? And they've been able to use that as well as other things, right? Like the idea of being able to do microtransactions without having to deal with um, gambling and gaming guidelines so you don't have to pay any additional taxes or have any additional regulation going there. There's so many things they've skirted to where this increase is just more cream on top of the cream because these right. other or these other industries they've had to subject themselves to regulation or they've had to subject themselves to actually you know um, making sure they treat labor a bit more fair than what they would like to you know gaming hasn't had to do that. Uh, another point here is in the last generation and a half, I think the rise of digital games has been immense, and what yeah. that does that cuts out. Uh, shipping that cuts out, you know, making the cases and the booklets and actually making the discs. And when right. you're doing, it adds up when you're making millions of copies of this game. And now right. we're seeing where games are selling. I, I believe it's about half and half, half digital, half physical. And that number is just going to continue to go towards digital. Um, as PC players yourself, uh, when's the last time you bought a disc for PC? Legitimately, you know? I, I started a couple of years ago, so I've never bought a physical game for my pc right and like if you do it's probably like a collector's edition or a franchise you really love and you want to have that um but like even on console i buy very few i haven't bought well i got a digital ps5 so i haven't bought any for ps5 or xbox yet and we have not seen 
the costs go down because of that, even right. though it's been saving the company's right. money. Right. It's tons of money, millions. And right. I know we're harping on uh, Sony a little bit, but Nintendo's also very, very bad when it comes to pricing of games. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've gone over it in previous episodes. You know, the new Pokemon remakes that look like 3DS games are coming out at a full 60. Yep. Uh, Metroid Dread, which is a 2D Metroidvania, is coming out at 60. We have a game like Hollow Knight, which is one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. It looks better than Metroid Dread. You can get a solid 40 hours out of that. They gave you free DLC and content for 15 bucks. And they're trying to tell us Metroid Dread is worth 60. It's just, it's incredible. You know, I, and we usually don't praise Microsoft so much, but Microsoft is doing the best out of these companies. Sony, the worst. Nintendo, not very good. Yeah. Like the, the trifecta game that they sold, they had Mario 64 and Sunshine, whatever. They didn't do anything with it, basically. And it was still the $60. Yeah. And it, it it's it's honestly uncalled for. Oh, that, oh man, we can keep going on. Skyward Sword just came out um, for sixty bucks. You know uh, that had very minimal upgrades. It didn't even launch at sixty bucks when it came out for the Wii. That was a fifty dollar game. You know, and they did the same thing with uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. It came out on the Wii U mm-hmm. um, for fifty, and then a year later it came out for the Switch for sixty. And then I think this was the same game. It was on sale for $20, and the day before Tropical Freeze on the Switch came out, they took it off the store. Like, nah, you can't, you can't buy the old game for cheap anymore. It's just these are companies. They need to make money. But, man, they don't make you feel good about spending them. Yeah, they, spending they, don't, it. they don't do it honorably. Like, right. I, get, I get, you know, I went to college for business. And I get that it's about making money, but when you screw over your customers, they eventually get sick of it. Yeah. Now, I know we've all been buying Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, PC stuff since they've came out, but the chain is going to break eventually. Things I mean, it's, it's all on individual people. You know, I've personally, I didn't buy that Mario 3 pack. I didn't buy... Um, Skyward Sword. I didn't buy Link's Awakening, which was a was a decent remake, but it was off a Game Boy Color, a Game Boy game. So I felt like it wasn't worth the sixty. But you know, um, as long as they keep selling, which I know Nintendo products sell glorious, gloriously. You know, they always sell big. It it won't change. But um, all you can do is make your individual choice and say, I'm not going to buy it for this price. Right. Right, because eventually everything. I mean depreciates eventually so whether you're willing to wait for it whether you think the experience is worth it um but again as they make that shift to digital that becomes less of a thing right secondhand games and all that stuff that kind of help help drive down the price of that stuff right. it becomes less and less of an issue because let's go back right. on them because, the because they piss me off playstation yeah playstation can sell ghost of tsushima director's cut for 70 dollars digitally Right. And they aren't paying for any printing or packaging or shipping or anything like that. Right. It's already at an inflated price because it's PlayStation five and it's all digital. Right. And so, you know, it's it's the exact same thing of of them creating, you know, um, um, value out of nothing. Right. And inflating that and, and saying, well, this is what you have to pay in order to 
play the game or have the experience that you want to have. And to me, as being someone that views it from that realm of what's what are these games valued compared to other things in life? But then also, what are these games valued compared to the indie scene? Which, again, pumps out a lot of games, makes a lot of interesting content, a lot of time holds my interest more, and they're a fraction of the price. Right. Um, you know, like, like what's what, what do you do there, right? It, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to, to really tell, tell someone, this makes sense, go with this price of $60 or $70 that's inflated. When we released the game a year ago at 50 or, you know, we released it a year ago at 60 and now it's 70 because we put a little bit something extra onto it, you know. Um, and uh, the problem is, and Steam might have been dealing with this a couple years ago, but there's no competition in terms of their own stores. You know, PlayStation has a PlayStation store. There's no other store you can go on and be like, well, I'm going to buy digital games from this market. So there's no competition when it comes to digital. Now, on the computer, you have Epic Game Store, you have GOG, you have Steam. So they do have good competition, you know? Hey, I'm going to buy it from this store because it's on a big sale right now. So that forces the companies. But, yeah, Sony and Xbox and Nintendo will never allow that. I think there was a story about a year ago where PlayStation shut down Amazon selling digital codes for games. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, you know, they're never going to allow competition like that. Right, they're they're keeping it a monopoly, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Which right. I it, thought was illegal, but and it kind of I think it kind of shows also how poor in an open market that that tactic would be because again we look at PlayStation games on PC, there's not a lot of them, and because they wait so long to put them out there, they don't usually sell that well. Right. And so you know it's it's a matter of them trying to just really control everything as much as they can. And uh, yeah, the consumers are paying the price for it, both literally and figuratively. Right. Because now we have to pay, and it's only going to get, as as more people concede to the $70 mark, more people are just going to, because it's very, I mean, this is my opinion, it's very rare that the gaming industry as a whole actually genuinely fights back against predatory practices, unfortunately to say, right? Right. So, you know, yeah, you'll have an outlier of a Battlefront too, right? But that was like ridiculous. That was an absolute right. outlier. That usually right. doesn't happen. What usually happens is kind of like what I've talked about with sports gamers, right? That they usually just concede. And so, you know, it's not a matter of if games coming out regular price, $70, still chock full of microtransactions. It's just a matter of when, when the tolerance has gotten to a level to where they can just do it and there's not really that big of a whoop put up about it. Right. And honestly, I was just thinking, how hard would it be to make it where you can sell your digital copies back? There could be like a market like eBay or Craigslist on the platform like, hey, I don't want this game anymore. I don't want to play it anymore. And it'll be like a terms of service and everything. I want to put this game up for 15 bucks. Somebody can buy your digital copy, take all the rights that you paid for, so you no longer can play it, even if it's downloaded on your system. And they just get the game for the, the 15 bucks. Probably not super hard, but zero incentive. Exactly. <laughs> for the yeah. companies. Right. I think I think the closest we could probably get to that being an incentive is a buyback by the companies, right? right? If you buy your if you buy that game digitally and you've played it and you've had it and you want to essentially sell it back to the company, 
they could give you credit for it, right? Because for them, the main key is, is that your money is locked into their system. So if you right. pay $70 for a game, they have your $70. Mm-hmm. So if they give you $25 for it a year or two down the line, well, you're going to have they, – they, they don't lose your $70. They still have it. You're just going to use it to maybe buy another product. So then you maybe use right. that on another $50 game or $40 game, and they just get another 15 or 20 from you. I can see that being – something eventually i think that may be the the medium we could possibly get to but as far as like hey you sell your digital rights to people you know and they can get it at a decreased price digitally and you can get some credit back to use however there's 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 real no incentive for them to even want to do that fortunately yep well i think that's it for our roundtable discussion on this price of games I think our yeah. overall sentiment is that it sucks. They suck. <laughs> they suck, especially PlayStation. PlayStation sucks the most. Very followed very closely in tow by Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, you know, it, people may, because they make little kid games, quote unquote, that Nintendo kind of gets forgotten in regards to some of their predatory practices, but they ain't great. No. They ain't great. Hack some YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to move on from roundtable to quickfire. We talk about one, two, sometimes three games we've been playing. Give them a little shout out. Uh, who want to give their quickfire first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, you know me. To see. Oh wait, no, it's not uh, the usual this time. Uh, I I do have the usual Apex, but I played and beat Hellblade, whatever her name is, Sacrifice. <laughs> Yes. I could never say it, but that was such a good game. It is. Oh my god, I loved it. it and is. I also been playing a newer game, uh, Splitgate. I'll talk about that more uh, later. That it's that's a fun game. That's my quick fire. Nice. I'll go. That's right. cool. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Unite. Last uh, level, I said it was worth it, and I still love it. I think Blastoise came out a couple days ago. Um, which is cool. They keep adding these uh, Pokemon to it, which is great. Keeps the content fresh. Uh, still having a really good time with it. And then I played Katamari Damacy Reroll. It uh, went to Game Pass. It's a remake of the original Katamari Damacy. And man, I love I love that game. I love that franchise. I wish they would make a new one. Uh, there's nearly nothing as satisfying as starting off with your Katamari being so small. And then as you go through the level, you're rolling up. Cars, people, buildings, right. krakens, ships, clouds. It's the best feeling in the world. And I uh, I played through it the entire thing. <laughs> I had such a good time with it. I played through the 10 or 11 levels, whatever they have. So, yeah, check that one out. Nice. Uh, I've only got one game, but really quick. I, have, I haven't really had a chance to play it, plays, which is why it's not on here. But I have jumped back into Hellblade. And it is... It is <laughs> Just because it's just I got to I got to play it. I got to finish it. I got to work through the puzzles and I just got to I just got to man up and do it so I can enjoy that story. Yeah. Some of those um, are so hard. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't get the memo. Yeah. 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 Well, you got it now. I'm not in the group chat, apparently. <laughs> um, it's on Game Pass. Yes. Um, however, uh, the game that I did have a chance to play while I was on vacation was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And the reason I was able to play it. Is because it's kind of like what we just talked about last segment. I would not pay for Nintendo's online store prices. 
So I already <laughs> had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'm like, well, hey, let me just go through the different speed circuits and I'll just start, five, you know, three-starring those since I haven't really done it yet. So I was doing that, having a ball. I've played that. I've probably put more time into that game on my Switch than any other game on my mm. Switch thus far. And I could put more more hours, more time into it. I did download Fallout Shelter, but I didn't have a chance to play it because I was so busy playing and beating Mario Kart 8 with my new unlocked Link character. Oh, I was just yep. say who you play as. That's who I always play as. Yep. I got Link and I got the pink. I'm going to say it's like a Rolls Royce. Um, and then I've got the Bowser kite. And I'm just straight up wrecking people in it. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but that is my quick fire, which means that what we are going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will be back with Was It Worth It? This level of the Thoughts and Players podcast was made possible by your support. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to like, rate, and share the show, as well as contribute to our community questions and segments. Doing so helps the show grow, keeps our content engaging, and most importantly, make sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. And we are back with more thoughts and players. And we are moving on to our favorite segment. Your favorite segment, Was It Worth It? And for this, Was It Worth It? We're going to be discussing the game Splitgate more so david is going to lead uh you know give us his his experience with the game and i believe Corey as well will be contributing some of his thoughts so david are you ready to talk about was uh was this game worth it uh i'm kind of split on that decision but we'll open the gates and go for it all right you you are just cooking with those huh you got those (laughs) puns just ready to go oh yeah all righty well <laughs> we have our five categories visual sound music story technical aspects and then of course slash but definitely not least the gameplay so david what would you say uh the visuals are for split gate actually you know what before i do that before we do that how about you tell the people exactly what split gate is okay so split gate is a fps and it is very compared to Halo slash Portal. So there's these uh, certain walls you can use portals to, and you just portal through them. It's kind of like the game Portal, which is why it's being compared to it. And that really brings a whole new world of game sense that you have to pay attention to in this game. And then the whole Halo thing, uh, the guys kind of look the same, the guns kind of work the same, and that's that's pretty much a fast take on what it is okay excellent um that's interesting because you're a notorious halo disliker so that is is very true (laughs) yeah uh all right so then let's jump into the first category which is visuals how would you compare the visuals to these games i'm guessing it's a little comparable to halo you were saying but how would you really describe them yeah it's uh i want to say it's like defined Halo 3-ish kind of graphics. Like, it doesn't look as boxy, but it has the characteristic of that game. Okay. The 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 uh, the characters that you can play, the, the one that they just throw at you kind of looks like a Halo suit off-brand, but this game has cosmetics. You can, you, you can be this uh, 
mermaid kind of chick. You can be this cat. Like they have, they have a variety of things you can be, and uh, the levels look great. Some of them are very confusing, especially trying to go through portals. That I'm still kind of getting a grip on, but like visually, it's it's pleasing to to me. What about you, Gordy? I think I think it's okay to like pretty good. You know, the graphics definitely didn't blow me away, but everything looks like nice enough. Uh, you've already mentioned Halo. I think we'll probably mention Halo in every single aspect of this game. It's impossible not to because that's the only vibes I'm getting. I'm getting like if they took Halo Two because that was my most played Halo, and they just um not remade it we remastered it as much as they could you know that's that's the vibes i'm getting it's halo <laughs> but you know really a really pretty halo too right okay that's yeah so then um sound music uh, let's i mean i'll ask i guess right now there's no very you know enchanted choral ha ha ha's with the music or anything like that i'm assuming not yeah so yeah the music in this game definitely even for me doesn't compare to a halo soundtrack uh honestly i i think there's lobby music (laughs) but like in the matches and stuff i don't recall hearing any as for sounds they're, they're very good like my headset i can tell where people are coming from very easily there's no uh sound issues like there have been many many times and still kind of are in apex you know a triple a kind of br and it they're, they're good good sound music is there i think how do you feel about it Corey? yeah i don't remember any of the music or any of the sounds guns could have been making duck noises for all i know i don't <laughs> i don't remember it but i will guns. say this uh they sound good yeah, guns sound I'm good. Sure, I'm sure they do. You know, it's yeah. just not something that was noticeable to me. But I will say this: they do have, like Halo, when you get a when you get a d- double kill, triple, triple kill, kill. Uh, killing streak. You, the, the guy sounds yeah. like an older version of that dude. Like it might be the same guy. Like they really <sighs> found something to like pay homage to, and that right. was it. That, they had that announcer. They say for a quad. I can't remember what word they used for a quad kill. I got it one day. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I was like, "What? Wait, what does that mean?" And I had the four stars. I was like, "Oh, okay." Could have just said quad kill, but <laughs> was it yeah. killtacular? No, it wasn't. It was some weird word I've never heard before. You know, there's there's one gun. I think it's the plasma gun that just sounds funny, not necessarily bad. Okay, but it's like a made up weapon, so I can only. Uh, see why it makes a funny sound but besides that sound sounds it's it's good right okay well we know that the uh halo voice guy from the multiplayer is somewhere buried in this game uh we're gonna move on to story i mean does this game have a story that is a drawback especially for a lot of people that love campaigns this is straight up multiplayer first person shooter. There's casual playing and there's competitive playing. And there's these uh, level races. They give you these balls throughout the map. You have to get them in order in the fastest amount of time. I think there's like 30 or 40 balls on each level. And you know there's a leaderboard for it and everything like that. But as for story, there's nothing. 
Is there any like visual or environmental aspects that hint to some lore or anything like that, really? Or unfortunately, not. I haven't seen or heard about any lore. Okay. I haven't like looked deep into it. I heard about the game, downloaded it, and started playing the game. But there's no in your face. Hey, this is why this world is, exists. This is why this is happening. There's nothing. They do have like posters and stuff on the wall and like graffiti sometimes. And one of them says Battle Royal and it points down. And when you jump in, it's just a death hole. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, here's the Battle Royal mode, you know, so. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So no story, just no. a little bit of tongue in cheek jokeage and some of the graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about technical aspects of the game. Uh, what did you guys play it on and did you have any issues? Uh, I played on PC and I have had no issues. I have okay. had no lag, no latency. There is a there's a queue to get onto the servers, but at most I've had to wait a minute and a half, two minutes. So it goes fairly quick. Technically this game is a plus. Yeah, the only issue I had, I was playing it on PS5, was the queue. The first day I downloaded it, it uh I couldn't I couldn't get in. You know, it was queuing me up for forty five minutes an hour. You know, I wasn't watching it the whole time, but I would come back to it and it wouldn't let me in the game. But that was kind of to be expected. You know, it's a smaller team, um, and the game blew up. And you know, when that happens, you know, they're really like trying to get as much server capacity as they can. And mm-hmm. to their credit, it was only like a couple days later when I tried it again and I got right in. So Right. Good. All righty. So that leads us to the gameplay. Now, um, again, echoes, hints of Halo and it meets Portal kind of aspects. So how would you how would you guys describe the gameplay or your gameplay experience with it? The gameplay is very fast paced. It's either 4v4 or 3 or 2v2. And uh, there's many different game modes. So it can attract a lot of players like uh, Domination, King of the Hill. There's Oddball, which I think was in Halo. Uh, yeah, Team Deathmatch. So there's a plethora of modes to play. Like on Casual, I only play uh, BR, I think it's called. Oh, it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically SWAT in Halo. So it's gameplay is good. I've had, I've had, oh, sorry, I've had any issues. Uh, like I said, this whole portal thing brings a lot to the table to add to this game. The gameplay is, in my opinion, riveting. That's why I, I've only played for like three days and I already have 13 hours into it. Yeah, I, uh, I've enjoyed my time. I haven't played as much as David, but uh, the shooting is pretty solid. I wouldn't say it's the best first-person shooter in terms of like how the guns feel and how the aiming works, but it's it's really solid. It works. I don't I don't really have any major complaints. You know, it'd be like nitpicking. Um, the portals are fun. Um, in the little amount that I played, I would say they probably weren't utilized as much as they could be. But that's you know, yeah. Uh, give this well, give this game six months, and you're gonna have people doing. You know, tricks like going through walls, jumping and stuff. It's just uh, gameplay was fun. It's very much Halo 2, Halo 3, uh, the Halo that we probably all wanted and deserved for the last, you know, five, <laughs> ten years. 
right? You know, that's what they they made they made something that people longed for and they wanted, and it's been hidden big for them. So yeah, gameplay is fun. Awesome. The the Halo we were all wanting and longing for. Yeah, I tweeted that I'm, and it got five likes. I'm I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure that's something that uh three four three definitely wants to hear <laughs> right now. Um so yeah, splitgate. Get to that to that big question of was it worth it? Free to play, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's so, the thing is it's a free to play game for it was a free to play game. Yeah. So then Obviously, there's not really a valuation needed for dollar amount, but there is for is, you know, for time or hard drive space and all these other matters of which you have to uh, invest in order to play Splitgate. So, guys, based on all those different variables, what you've been saying, do you believe Splitgate is worth it? I think so. Even I wasn't a fan of the Halo games. This is great. And is you know, if you like the Halo games, it's definitely something to look into. Free to play, and worth it's worth your time, definitely. Yeah, I'll also give it a a thumbs up. Now, obviously, if you're not a first person shooter fan, you know, hey, you're just not going to download this game. You're not interested. But I'll say this: for a free to play game, I wasn't like put into a position where immediately, hey, buy this. You know, hey, buy this. You know, they did show off the store. I, I saw the store and stuff, but it wasn't in your face. And there was definitely nothing there that made me feel like I was behind if I didn't spend money. You know, you don't have to spend money. Everything is even. So when you're looking at a free-to-play game, that's what you really want. You want to know that you're going into there with equal rules. And it is. So, yeah, 100% worth it. Give it a download. Do you think it would be worth the time investment of something – Compared to something like an Apex or a Warzone, right? Like, do you think it could, would someone be able to put time into it and feel they got a good amount or just as much out of it as they would if they played those other games? Uh, yeah, uh, I something that we lacked of mentioning, there are battle passes in this and stuff like that. So you're going to unlock many things that you can, you can show off. And uh, as most people are not everyone the competitive gamers so there's a competitive mode so you can show off what uh rank you're in for myself i've hit plat again i get plat in every single game i play it's, it's unbearable but i yeah you you definitely have ways of showing off that you play you put time into the game you have little like id cards when you're in the lobbies it shows you what your battle pass level is it shows you what level you are you can design it kind of you unlock the, like stuff for it. It's if you put your time into it, you're gonna be able to show it off. Nice. Fairly said. Nice. So that is it for Splitgate. It is worth it. Make sure you check it out if you have a Halo 2 3-ish kind of itch. But you don't want the campaign, you just wanna, you know. With a spice of portal. Exactly, with a spice of portal, you just want to portal. You just want to murk some people that you never met before. This may be something you get into. <laughs> well, that is the end of was it worth it, and it's going to lead us into our next segment. And our next segment is what, like a gentleman, gamerly Groot. Gamerly Groot. 
Featuring. Yeah. Featuring. The one and only. The one and only. Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. He uh, is back. We are so insane. <laughs> we tried though. It was worth the effort. There you go. So I guess, uh, I mean, obviously Steve is here, but the person is going to be heading up the hosting of this segment. It's going to be none other than David. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So I thought about it, right? Now, the was it worth it? The music. Was it there? Was it not there? We don't even remember. But I am going to do top video game soundtracks. All right. Based based on what? Okay. So I, I made it. I, I really put time into this. I looked at 15 top 10 lists. All right. And okay. I took the ones that were mentioned multiple times. And the reason there's there's 13 answers. That's because there's a big, big tie. I wasn't going to do a top 10, but I couldn't. So 13 answers. Now, is this individual games or series? Games. You have to say oh. the game. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, as the Ooh. gentleman I am, Jeremy... Like Who it. wants to go first? Okay, okay. Um, games, individual soundtrack. games. Wow. Yes. Individual games. Now, I have I have a clarifying question. Okay. Are all these games console games? Well, why does that matter? Well, we kind of. Yeah, honestly, it's I, a I, but they're well, video games. I couldn't. Okay. Okay. Tell you. Okay. Okay. This is what I'm going to ask. Um, this what the, I ask because I'm going to have this. My first guess is going to be Mrs. Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man. I'm sorry. All right. Pac-Man. Is it on there? I'm going to look at that answer. <laughs> <laughs> One X already. Yikes. Um, all right. So my first guess, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think of the best soundtracks of all time. I've got to go with my personal favorite soundtrack of all time. And that would be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Do we have it on there? I'm going to look at that answer. <laughs> this is, are we going to get one, Jeremy? I think we should put our differences aside and just try to get one. <laughs> I think we should. I, honestly, <laughs> I did this because I thought it would be kind of easy, but I guess it was wrong. Kind of easy. I feel like the individual games are very tough. I don't, very ever, tough. I don't ever listen to video game music. All right, let's see. But it's so good. It's so good. Um, soundtrack, video game soundtrack. Um, I mean, uh, best of I mean, if we're gonna go, uh, I'll do. I'll do a. Are there? There's more recent games in this list, right? Like, Look like at this games guy trying the, to get every clue he I, can get. I, I mean, yeah. Games from it's like a, the past three. It's two, a video three, game, years. Jeremy. That's all you need to know. That is no, I do need to know. Hey, hey, guess what? If you want to get one, you let me ask my questions. <laughs> if you want to get one, I hey, that's a good point. I mean, some there's some older, some mid older. Yeah, I'm assuming everything's on the table. There, everything is on the table, but okay. it's it's not except, just from a certain, except Sonic Two. Yeah, and right. Pac-Man. Well, then I'm going to go with my personal favorite video game soundtrack, which oh, is man, the soundtrack. Awesome. Which is the soundtrack from <laughs> Destiny 2. All right. Destiny Get out of here. Is Get out of here. here. Eh, eh. Eh. The hell was that? <laughs> all right. All right. 
This All list right. is nonsense. Listen, yeah. I listen. Yeah, there's there's been like a literally a, a million games lists. made, David. A lot of lists. Yeah, but not. How many games have we said the music was amazing? We've only been doing this for a year. I know, but still, <laughs> that's that's right. you know, thirty thirty games. I'm saving my big pick for the last X. I think I'm going to go a little outside the box Wait here. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I still want to win. Yeah, but, right? it might, but it might be doubly disappointing if you find out that's not it and you get it's the on. last X on it. It's on. Trust me. Okay. All right. But I, I believe this one has a really good shot here. Um, I'm thinking of games that might have had an orchestra play their soundtrack. And to me, I did a final thoughts on this. Undertale has one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. All right, Undertale. Is it on there? This is such trash. Listen, listen, listen. That wasn't on a single list. Yeah, when were these made? Six years ago? Jer- you know, no. Jeremy's right. What, what, wait, what are the wait dates a minute, of wait this? A minute. But Destiny 2 was on a list. Yes. See? Oh, See? that's like, that's a quarter of a point right there. Yeah, it's a quarter more of a point than you got, bud. All right. If we if we tie, you don't win. We're no. gonna have to go back and forth real quick. That is not one of the lists did have Sonic on it. Which one though? There's like a thousand Sonic games, and Sonic Two is my personal favorite. But I know people like Sonic Three, uh, Sonic Adventure Two. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Jeremy, your third guess, man. Yeah, my if third you, guess. If you if you miss this, I'm winning. Right. Um. My. My guess is um, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, no. That was going to be my guess. Final Fantasy VII. Is it on there? (laughs) What the hell was that? Wow. All right. I'm going to win it right here. Um, I'm not even going to play around and talk a whole bunch before I say the answer. I'm just going to come out and say the game I think it is, which is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Castlevania, Sympathy of the Night. Is it on there? What the hell was that? <laughs> I, I'm I, so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is why I told you to save it, because now, <laughs> now you're I look like it, it, you're for Clint. Just, just listen to it, though. It has one of the best soundtracks. It's not debatable. It's not on uh, the list. Listen, my, right, so, well, my, my favorite soundtrack is The Last of Us, and that wasn't on a single list. Right, I was very so, disappointed. So I guess we got to do like quick fire. Jeremy, you go. If you get it right, I have a chance to tie. But if you get it wrong and I guess right, you lose right. just because you're going first. Right. Fair? Yes. Yeah. All right. Ready? Go ahead. You ready? Yeah. Super Mario World 3. Beautiful. No. Eh, sorry. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ding, ding. Yes. So dumb. So dumb. Yes. Um, so dumb. All right. Uh, hold on. Let me try to guess a couple more here. Do okay. we have uh, Do we have a Kingdom Heart on there? No, it was on one of the lists. But okay, I'll I'll, I'll stop guessing. No Final Fantasies. Right. I never said that. Oh, Final Fantasy Ten then. All right. The ones that were tied for first is Cuphead, Chrono Trigger, and Bastion. What? God. Oh my! I, w- I might have guessed Cuphead. I, yeah, I thought one of you guys were gonna say Cuphead because you guys said the music was good. One, one of the levels I, we talked about. It's 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 not a top of game of gaming. No. The best soundtrack ever. It doesn't it doesn't even 
invoke like emotion. You know, it's really nice to listen to, but it doesn't invoke like happiness or right. you know sadness. Uh, it just on, so it just like, fits the aesthetic. Yeah, it's really good, but I don't. Sorry, guys. Is, is Ori on there? All right. The Nets. All the rest were tied with two mentions over the course the rest, of all the ones the rest I checked. Of them. Okay. Yeah, that's why there's thirteen. There's Animal Crossing, <laughs> the Ocarina of Time, which you said. Perfect. Yeah. Near. Crypt of yeah. the Necromancer. Okay, fine. Castlevania 3. Oh, bullocks. Streets of Rage 2, which I was very pleased about. God. This one, I'm surprised you didn't get it. Wind Waker. Well, there's like 20s. What do you want me to do? Well, that's your favorite one. I'd probably be on there, but that's I wouldn't your favorite know. One. Yeah. Well, I know, but there's like 20 games of Zelda. I tried to pick. <laughs> you know? Final Fantasy 6. Ah, yeah, uh, okay. that's what I thought about. Right, I should have that's said that, uh, but I said a 7. Uh, <laughs> doom and God of War. Doom. God of War. Doom 2016? Just, just Doom. Huh. I didn't have any uh, extra like the, Like the original PC? <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to assume. A lot of people like David, the 8-bit, 16-bit movie uh, soundtrack. David, I know your heart was into this, and it was very a lot of effort. This. Yeah, I did. this was by far the most difficult <laughs> one you could have ever picked. I'm so That's, sorry. I just I for, talk about the music for, all the time, so I thought I, I, I know you there. do, but you also picked a topic that was subjective. That's very true. <laughs> like, like it's but hard. it wasn't my subjective. So. It wasn't. It oh, was. It was like fifteen. I had a I had a five hottest guy one. That was pretty. That was pretty subjective. That's, yeah, I know it was. <laughs> Um, but I won and, and the list was really good. You know, some of those animal crossing seems kind of weird, but you know, not what? having I, a Mario on there seems kind of weird. They were the, mentioned. Their subjective ones are usually better mentioned though. only once. They, they are. They, they're, they're better. They are better. Yeah. A lot better than like name the top five selling games of last month. You know, like who cares? That was good. That was fun. That was right. fun. Okay. Well, I'm hurt. What, 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 Sonic, what Sonic? What Sonic was on the list? On one uh, of them. Uh, it, it was the original Sonic. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Like I said, like I prefer Sonic Two, but Sonic One's just as good. You know, I'm sure people love Sonic Three. It's a tough one, man. The same yeah. thing with Final Fantasy. I'm sure Sorry. me and you would say Final Fantasy Ten. Dude, Ten was good. It's it's bussing. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, mean, I don't know. I'm saying, dang, I won. I got my revenge. Yeah, we, oh, but you said Final Fantasy VII. Like I, it, my heart broke a little bit. I was like, no. And the thing is, I thought that I should probably say six, because just just to be that dude, just to be, because there's a lot of people like, oh, well, technically, I think six is better than seven. You know, seven gets all the praise. So I thought, well, you know, yeah, what? but I, I think that was the right guess. That's yeah. the most logical one. It's the most popular one. You know, you. But not once have I heard Final Fantasy VII is great because of its soundtrack. It well, does I have a great soundtrack. Though. I mean, I don't know. I, know, I don't know. play Final Fantasy, so yeah, the yeah. remake had an amazing soundtrack, but all Final Fantasies do. You know, that's why it's a, it was a tough list because you could have probably named one through fifteen, and any one of them could have right. been up there. The the only other one that was mentioned actually on the list that I looked was uh, fifteen. Okay, that's fair. And they all have kind of like the same soundtrack <laughs> too. You know, they like they all reuse the battle theme, but just in different ways. Mm-hmm. And like the main theme, kind of all sounds similar. It's just kind of like your preference, but yeah, that was, that was fun. 
Love that game. Love Gamer League Groot, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that ends a Gamer League <laughs> You sound so hurt. Lair, was Lair on any list? Uh, no. No? Oh. Lair not, has a tremendous soundtrack. Not not top RPGs of all time? Or just uh, any RPG it. of all time? Okay. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to an indie spotlight. I'll and never the move sk- on. We're game that we're going to spotlight. Um, well, you can't move on to this one because you didn't play it. Right, bud? Right, bud? Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> is is the <laughs> is the indie 3D platformer Omno came out some weeks ago. Um David, this is one that you kind of like, you know, pointed out to us. So I know you've yep. put some time into it. I yep. had an opportunity to play it as well. So you want to spotlight this game? Let's talk about it. Let's uh let's let's gush over some Omno. Okay, so one day scrolling through TikTok, it popped up on my feed. The creator of this game has a TikTok, and he was promoting it. I was like, this game looks really cool. Went and downloaded it. It's $20, and I was just instantly hooked into it. The, the graphics are, they're, they're, they're okay. It's like if you were playing Minecraft and hit smooth on the CAD, and it just, it's not boxy, but it's not round. You know, it's mm. kind of like right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, the game is very simplistic. You just have this character. You have to collect these like balls of light to fill up a what? What? What, what is it? A essentially like a yeah, like a pillar a, of some sort. Pillar. Right? That's the that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. To advance into the next area or next level, depending. Uh, even for as simple as the graphics are, it looks amazing. There's all these random cool looking creatures some of them are in reference to real stuff like there's turtles on the very first level but then there's also a bunch of like random thought up animals he put into there and those look just cool i was very interested i would go around and look all at all the animals and everything uh the game itself is basically it's a it's a puzzle game right it's basically a puzzle it's, a puzzle platformer essentially yeah, and uh, as you beat uh, levels, well, there's level, there's sections and levels. I guess I forget what word I want to use, but when you advance into like the next section, you acquire different moves. Yep. Or skill sets, and like there's there's no fighting in this game. No, it's just a straight, straight narrow game. Uh, I beat it in. Three and a half hours. And the reason I picked the Game Elite Groot music is because this game should be on there. This music, the soundtrack to this game is simply astounding. Half the reason I was hooked into this game is because the music behind it, I, I just I fell in love with it. Like you can buy the soundtrack separately for like eight bucks, I think. And I bought it. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. And this, this game is just so relaxing, really quick, straightforward. The music sucks you in just as much as the gameplay. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could praise this game any more than I am. Yeah, I would say that 
at least for me, this was such a breath of fresh air. It allowed me to rent my palette from the uh, the anger of which I had playing Limbo to play a, a different platformer, a puzzle platformer that um, did have a simplified approach to it. But I mean, it wasn't just, I mean, it, it wasn't without challenge. There's some things, especially when right. you're trying to 100% a section or a level, right? Like there's yeah. some things you have to figure out how to do. But yeah, like you said, the aesthetic of it is absolutely beautiful. Um, one of my favorite, one of the favorite parts I had playing the that game is the third level, which is the snow level, and you get the ability to surf, yep. and how you surf through the the snow and the mountains. You get to the main area, and it opens up, and this is huge snowy white vista. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. It's uh yeah, it's a really chill, laid back vibe. The music, as well as the aesthetics, they all play perfectly into that. Um, and yeah, it's just a it's just a good time. Like, you know, sometimes I, there was a good amount of times where I just walked around looking at the environment, not even really trying to solve the puzzles yet because I just wanted to take in the environment. I wanted to just look at the game. And there's not a lot of games, even some of my favorite games, that I just want to look around, right? Um, there's games like Ghost that give you the ability to look around because you have to travel and you get exposed to different areas and stuff like that, biomes. But besides that, like this game, I would just walk around and say, hey, this looks cool. This looks gorgeous, right? And, um, yeah, the puzzles are not too hard, but they're challenging enough to where, you know, you want to solve them and you put some effort into them and you feel like you've accomplished something when you do. And like you said, you have the, the cool animals, the turtle. I think one thing is like, um, and I, I thought of Lapras, the Pokemon, when I saw it, it's like something. Yeah, I, I didn't know of. what to call it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good example. I think there's like um, jellyfish after one that you like jump on or something like that, that float up and you you ride yeah. them to the next area. So, uh, yeah, the game's absolutely fantastic. It's chill, well-made. The music is fantastic. Like you said, it's only 20 bucks. If you have Game Pass, you can play it free there. Um so it's it's there for everyone to experience, but yes, Omno. Uh, it's a that's a great game to do an yeah. indie. Style. And like I said, it's a for me. I beat it in three and a half hours. Yeah. So yeah. it's if you want to take your own take on it, it's not going to take you a lot of time. But I exactly. guarantee you're going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. Great game there. Um, but we're done uh, gushing with Omno. Definitely advise that you check that game out. That means we're going to move on to our last, our last segment, which is our final thoughts. So we'd like to give one last thought or point we want to make about anything related or unrelated to this specific podcast level. So, who would like to give their final thought first? Uh, I'll go, since I've been talking a lot anyways. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, the reason I wasn't here last time because I was in Portland visiting a friend for a week, and... Oh my God, that was amazing. Just the landscape, seeing the ocean, and just, there's no humidity there? Like, what? <laughs> amazing. Like, you don't feel surrounded by the air around you. Simply, I loved it. No buds, no nothing. I, uh, I can't wait to go back. That's, that's my final thought. Very nice. Uh, Jeremy, I'll go real quick. Yeah. Set your calendars for September 9th because PlayStation is having a showcase. 40 minutes of upcoming uh, 
games for the rest of this year and next year. So showcases are always fun. PlayStation's definitely dropped the ball. They haven't done a really good one in years, it feels like. So uh, I'll be excited for this. There you go. You can also possibly uh, figure out how they're going to try to bone you some more on pricing, right? Yeah, I haven't haven't done a good job with PlayStation. I bought practically all their $70 games, so... You know what? But we're better. You and we are better for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for your sacrifice there. Doing it for the pod, man. Yep, yep, yep. Um, my final, my final thought is that I was able to uh, this past weekend take a trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which was an incredible experience. I did feel the air around me because it was humid there. However, uh, there I didn't see any bugs either, which is weird because I kind of felt like a crackhead because I thought I felt mosquitoes on me when I didn't feel anything on me. Uh, but that was great. Got to see a couple of bears. Got to take in the sights. Got to hang out in this boss cabin. Definitely something that's going to probably become a, a yearly thing. So um, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. My final thought. Um, and if that's it, then that means that that's it for level thirty-five of the Thoughts and Players podcast. Yeah. Now, if you liked what you heard, hopefully you did. Please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service. We are on all of them. <laughs> um, you can also like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thoughts and players, all one word. We are on Instagram at thoughts.players. We are on Twitter, thoughts players too. Um, TikTok. Sometimes we post stuff on there. I haven't been on there in a while. I gotta get back into the, the to the the content creation side of tiktok i have started watching tiktoks again and i know why i stopped watching them for a while because they take up a lot of time <laughs> uh, and we are also on yeah we are also on youtube where we post stuff there probably we'll do um i'm thinking i'm just kind of putting this out there on the pod as i'm thinking well we should we should probably do something madden related Corey, have you played any if you touch any madden 22 um I don't know how Game Pass works with EA Play because I'm not able to download the 10-hour trial. Ah. I don't think they allow you to when you have Game Pass. Ah, do you have the EA Play app? Uh, I will check into that, but uh. um, it looks really, really bad. It does. It looks horrendous. <laughs> it I am looks so glad said it with a I got out of it. Because I'm watching TikToks and I'm watching videos of it and the play calling and the hit detection and just the AI all so, so bad. They need to burn this franchise to the ground, to the ground. It breaks my heart. I was I bought Madden for 20 over 20 years every year. The day it came out. Yeah. Well, how do you make a game worse when you just copy and paste? They just don't care because you copy and paste. Yeah, so the copy's never as good as the original, and they and copied thirty times. I am glad to see though the reviewers are uh, pointing these things out. Like on IGN, at least it got a six out of ten, which is a bit, yeah. which is not a great score, especially right. for Madden, because Madden over the last thirty years would consistently get eights to like eight point fives yeah. because it was the same game. But now they're saying, hey, we want more, which is good because people should demand more. I think lowest critic score ever if not in a while and then also lowest user score good on on metacritic i think last time i looked it was sitting at a 0.6 good so oh, oh, oh that's what it deserves i'm like do a 67 uh, with the critics so do it to the pokemon remakes next 
Then we'll know they're for real. Then we'll know they're for real. Uh, but that is it for us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening, tuning in. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next level. Peace.